0: Uh, back around Christmas time, uh, we, were, we prayed and gathered around Jordan and Stephanie uh, as, as they began to kind of start this journey with their daughter, Isabel, and some of her health concerns. And this morning, we just wanted Jordan and Stephanie to give uh, a little bit of an update on Isabel and also just talk about how God's kind of moved through that. So I'll hand this over to you guys. Is it sound?
1: Happy birthday, church. So we're the Dashers, and... Uh, not to start off on a down note, but December of last year, our daughter was diagnosed with a rare condition called Langerhans cell histiocytosis. And because my wife has spent a majority of the time at chemo with her and at the hospital, I'm going to let her update you guys on that. And uh, then I will just share about God's faithfulness in our life and how he's used this this horrible thing and to glorify his kingdom.
2: Uh, let me start out by saying I always thought what Charlie And David, it is easy, but now that I'm sitting here with these two bright lights sitting in my eyes, I'm like, more respect to you, (laughs) because it's not. Um, Yeah, last, uh, the end of November, we took Isabel in because she had some really weird symptoms, and we were kind of freaking out that our kid was drinking upwards of three gallons of water a day. Um, And so when we took her in, they said, you know, there's one of two things that can cause that. And we thought, okay, good, she's... You know, cracked her head on something, and you know we can move on. Um, and we got some MRIs, and there were, uh, you know, what appeared to be lesions. And so, um, in December, they did a, a craniectomy, which uh, they took um, a five-centimeter by ten-centimeter piece of skull out of the back of her head in order uh, to remove the lesions, and then send them off for a biopsy. And then they kind of spliced it and you know filled it in with some plaster and said, "Hey, it'll grow back together." Um, when when the when the results came back, we had kind of already known at that point that they were they were going to be positive. Um, so she they gave her a helmet, and, she, and uh, she was special for several months. Um, which now, thank goodness, she's able to take it off uh, and and get out there and play. But um on january in january she started chemo but th- what's great is you know jordan and i are both full-time students and um we really just put our, our faith in the lord when i got out of the navy and we thought that um you know we would you know just you know, we thought you know god really wanted jordan to go back to school and so we um we, we moved out here, sold all of our stuff, moved out here. Jordan applied to one school, Charleston Southern, and he got an acceptance letter, you know, like three days later, which is kind of a miracle in and of itself. And so um, in December, he doesn't go to school, and so he doesn't get paid um, from the VA. So we had zero dollars and uh, no health insurance for the kids. And we were really kind of like, how are we going to pay for this? One MRI was $10,000, and um, you know, we were able to get on, on her on Medicaid very quickly. Um, but the church, just everybody rallied behind us and, and through this really amazing yard give that we, beyond our expectations, and provided us with some of the, the financial support so that we could make it through the month. And Jordan would be here with us, um, you know, during December, he normally goes and works for his dad and he was able to stay and be here for her surgeries and the chemo and all of that. So that was great. And I mean, it has been such an amazing journey. Um, she has done way better than we could have ever expected. She started out, you know, just at the bottom of the barrel. And now, I mean, if you look at her, you wouldn't even know what's going on with her. And so um, at this point, her scans are not clear, but they're stable and nothing's growing and we should get another set of scans here in a couple of weeks to see where she's at but you know we just we just know that you know she's going to be healed and we we believe that god could do that at at any time and it's not something we would wish on our kid but the the way that it's brought this community together and the people in our lives together has been just truly amazing and i wanted to read this it's um... It's from Psalms 40. It says, I I, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. And that's where we're at right now. You know, the, God has just lifted us up. And we just have faith and we feel secure. And, you know, our hearts are just so full of his love and you know his promise so that's kind of where we want everyone else to be too we want everybody to see what he's done for us and and see that that's there for you guys as well
1: thank you guys
0: Maybe one of the cool things that we could do is actually hear from some of the folks uh, that are a part of what's been going on in the last two years. So uh, I'm going to turn this over to Joel. Uh, Joel is our missional community pastor, and uh, I'm going to let him talk with the Smiths and the Douthats about things that have been going on
3: in their missional communities. Good morning. Um, Sorry, there's a switch on this one. Um, Glad you guys are here. Excited about everything that God is doing and all that he's done, uh, especially for me. Uh, in and through our missional community system. And most of you guys are plugged into a missional community. And so you know the excitement uh, that's happening. You know the the great stuff that's been going on really over the last two years in our uh, missional community systems. But we wanted, there's so many different stories that we could talk about. But uh, one of the things that I wanted to kind of uh, give us the opportunity to celebrate this morning is the fact that our system is multiplying and that it's growing and that God is working kind of in some of those ways. And so... Uh, this morning we have um, the Smiths and the, the Douthats up here, and um, the Smiths came and plugged into our church. They were new to our church and, and, and kind of got plugged into the Douthat missional community originally. And so I want to just kind of let them share with you guys a little bit about what it's like, because a lot of you are where they were. A lot of you are, are new people who are in our church and are just starting to get plugged into missional community. So I wanted to give them an opportunity to kind of share a little bit about what it was like for them to be a new family in our church and uh, getting involved and plugged into a missional community. So we've been here for
4: about a year and a half now. We uh, started coming to the church in March of last year, um, kind of off and on. Then about, you know, April or May we really started to come full-time. So I'd say we we came from a sort of a more traditional church. The whole idea of MC was kind of new to us, like meeting every week and serving and, you know, outside of Sunday. Um, and I guess kind of looking back, I think we're a little slow to join. So if there's people out there that, you know, are kind of like, I'm not sure if I want to do this, I would say definitely just get plugged in, give it a try. I don't think you'll definitely regret it. Um, so we figured, you know, August came around and, you know, people were talking about MCs. It seemed like something we are supposed to do. So it like, sounds like a good idea, so we'll get plugged in. Um, and then in terms of what MC we picked, I know a lot of it came down to just, we didn't know a lot of people, but Danielle was always you know very outgoing and very welcoming so he we seemed like hey the, the day they meet works for us we join their MC and then uh, really started once we got into it really enjoyed it and really started getting into uh, the missions and really enjoying that side of the house.
5: Um, so after we started going um, we served with them on mission for a couple times um, and it was it was awesome because they felt like family. We don't have family here. Um, our kids love going um, on a weekly basis and um, another awesome thing was that, um, I know this isn't about huddles, but um, Jared and Danielle also mentored both of us through huddles. Um, and so then late in, the la- in, the, in our first semester, they had asked us if there would, if you know, anybody in the group would be interested in potentially leading a missional community, if that would be something that the church would need. Um, and obviously it has because the church is growing exponentially. Um, and so in the, in the last semester, Chris and I um, had the opportunity to just kind of, we began leading meetings, um, and it was actually by accident, um, I had asked Danielle if she'd heard, you know, something from one of the, the members at the, we served the high school, by the way, um, and she said no, so I just started emailing them, and I really just took over corresponding, um, with the staff there, so, um, yeah.
3: That's good, great. So, you guys are kind of on the other side of the table in the conversation in this, being the missional community leaders uh having a new family come and, and getting plugged into your mc uh, knowing that as like a goal multiplication is kind of a goal for our missional community system so we can be starting uh, new missional communities to reach new missions where where were you guys with the smiths when they came in and just tell us a little bit about your kind of like vision for multiplication
6: well um our vision uh, for the multiplication of our MC came a lot from the same vision Charlie and Joel gave us that we had for the church. Um, without church plantings, planting more churches we will never grow to reach all of Charleston and reach all of America and the world. Um, so our vision came from that for MCs. We we can't reach more people without planting and starting more MCs. Uh, and let, let me tell you, uh, if you're worried about that whole leadership process, if you're if you're going through that uh, multiplication process, the the best MCs that we have are yet to come. Uh, the things that we had ahead of us, uh, we haven't seen yet. Uh, we've we've seen a lot of great things, and uh, a lot of our MCs have multiplied and they're growing like crazy. But we, the leaders, the best leaders that we have, haven't stepped out yet uh and so i can't wait to see that happen i can't wait to see those mcs get started um so our vision for that is is a, the same as the church it and it should be uh it shouldn't be about you know who's gonna grow their mc the fastest and who can get multiplied the fastest uh it's about developing leaders and that's what we wanted to do to to grow our mc is develop our new new leaders and and go on to develop more leaders after that and I'm glad that Jocelyn brought up the huddle process because that was a big thing for us is for developing leaders is to get in a huddle and be sure to where they're at in their walk with Christ.
2: I did owe that.
3: (laughs) Excellent. So um, you guys were able to be a, a part of this missional community and obviously you had two great leaders who were encouraging you, mentoring you, and really kind of almost in a sense pushing you um, out uh, on mission and towards this goal of starting a, a new missional community. It's not always natural for us because sometimes our tendency is to want to keep our best people um, selfishly. Um, but with a goal of multiplication, really it's the opposite. It's like, how can we take our best people and send them out? So how was uh, what... The doubt that's did for you guys and and helping you and training you, how has that been beneficial to you now as you guys this semester are are leading your own missional community?
4: So the biggest thing I think is I felt the transition was pretty seamless, like towards the end of the semester as Jocelyn and Jared mentioned, like, you know, Jocelyn and I were leading meetings, Jocelyn was the main communicator between us and the school, Um, so we really felt like we kind of knew the nitty-gritty of how to lead the group, you know, how to lead the Bible study, um, what kind of our overall mission was. um, we were able to luckily start the semester really strong. Um, we definitely learned from them that it's important to start start fast. Um, so we, over the summer we met with some at the high school. Um, we already set up an uh, event. We did like the first day back from school, which I think left a great impression on the teachers that like we're here to serve you from day one. Um, and we've really from there we have a good kind of sense of what what we want to do this semester. Um, so we really felt like we were prepared really well. Um,
5: so one of the big things for us is we know that we're not the only church that serves the high school. Um, and we, um, and you know, that's a good thing. Um, but one of the things that we want to do is we just, um, you know, we're all working for the kingdom, but we kind of are the, we want to stand out, um, a little bit more than the rest of the churches. Um, maybe a little bit selfishly. Um, uh, but so like Chris said, we, we serve them breakfast, um, their first day back to school. And, um, We've uh, served with the booster club in the um, in the concession stand, and that was really awesome. Um, we got to meet a really cool woman who, um, I'm not really quite sure where she is in her walk with Christ, but she shared with us that, you know, she is struggling a little bit. Her husband has cancer, um, and so we kind of got to talk to her about that, and so we were kind of reaching out to her. Um, and also, in the past semester, we had just really focused on the teachers and the staff at the high school, which is about 150 to 170 people. It's a really large group of people. Um, and when we met with the principal this year and we thought that's what we were going to do, um, she really just saw us serving a different population. Um, and that is their their homeless kids, um, which is about, I think right now they have about 15 people. Um, so we're kind of working through that as a group. We're going to see um, you know, how we can work with them. Um, but as of right now, I think we're going to just work on both groups. That's good.
3: Well, um, we're excited certainly about what God is doing through both of your missional communities uh, this semester, and we want to celebrate um, what's happening there. So thank you guys for what you do.
0: So, uh, Jocelyn talked a little bit about uh, huddles in regards to missional communities. And you guys know, if you've been here for a while, we do three things we do worship on Sunday morning, we do missional communities, which are uh, groups of uh, families that meet during the week, families and friends that meet. During the week in homes and they serve on mission. And a part of that is huddles. And our huddle system is uh, a part of our missional communities. It's where two or three uh, people uh, get together during the week at times. And they read through the scripture together. Uh, and that's our kind of our discipleship piece. That's where we read together through the scripture. And we hold each other accountable. And we journal a little bit and talk about, hey, what, what's God doing? And, and where's God moving in your life? And, and what's God showing you maybe through the word? So uh, these two guys, this is uh, Mark and this is Matt. These two guys and I actually started huddling way back in October of last year. So we've been huddling together now for 11 months. Uh, and I just wanted to bring these guys up and let them share a little bit about uh, huddles and, and and maybe the impact that it's made on them. So I'll, I'll just ask you guys, uh, kind of give me an idea of what it was that led you guys to get into a huddle, uh, what made you want to get into a huddle. Uh, you know, So I'll let you take that, Matt.
7: Well, uh, when we started talking about it on uh, Wednesday, it the first thing that came to my mind was peer pressure. <laughs> you know, I mean... And we're this, okay with that. We're right, okay with that, yeah. yeah. And, you know, positive peer pressure is good, you know. And uh, this uh, instance was
8: life-changing. Yeah.
7: You know, it's... <laughs> it's all I can say. It's life-changing.
8: Uh, I guess I'll, I'll uh, add to that that, uh, I mean, my arm is still sore from all the arm twisting. Yeah, that, day, was, that was... Uh, I'm still feeling the effects from that. So, uh, like Matt said, yeah, it is life changing. Um, I I think it's, uh, you know, as a group we've grown together, um, and, you know, we've shared a lot of stories and I think it's made us, um, become better men. Definitely. So so talk a little bit about that. You guys say life changing.
0: Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about the impact maybe that, um, huddles have made. You, you've seen, I mean, I know in, in my estimation, um, God challenges me every week through you guys, um, but just over the last year that we've been meeting together, think about, you know, where you were a year ago to where you are today as far as in your walk, in your daily walk with Christ, maybe in, in your in your leadership role in your home, maybe you both are husbands, you're both dads. Um, talk a little bit about the impact that you've seen that huddles have made in, in your life over the last year.
8: Well, for me, uh, I was, you know, just to give you a little background, I was born and raised Catholic. Um, and I still, from time to time, I'll say, I'll say uh, mass. Yeah. And of course, yeah. Charlie gets kicked kick out of yeah. it. So, uh, and my wife corrects me all the time. It's service. It's service. So, <laughs> um, when I first started huddling, um, for me, you know, got up went to went to church, and and that was basically it. Uh, you know, we worshipped once a week. Um, you know, being here and and kind of making our transition and and, and going through, um, just you know, just living down here and being in. Plugged in basically this community. Uh, once we got into a huddle, um, you know, it's opened up so much for, for myself, I know for, for our group, uh, being able to share a lot of stuff. Um, I mean, when I first started, um, you know, when we started doing our soap, you know, with everybody's been in a huddle, don't know what that is, but basically when you're reading the, the gospel and you're writing about it and stuff, you know, when I when I first started, I didn't have much to write. I, I didn't know or understand how, to, where to start, you know? And so through, you know, these guys and just, you know, through David, it's been, it's been great to, and now I just, you know, they're telling me every time, you know, I'm, I'm writing stuff, just, okay, your time's up. <laughs> you need a new mean, book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, from, I went from like a small paragraph to like pay, you know, a page or so of, of just, um, just all this stuff just keeps flowing out of me. So, you know, I try to tell these guys, and, you know, I'm just going to have to bear with me because I just, you know, I just kind of keep rambling. So yes. um, so just for you guys that are just getting started, you know, reading about, you know, scripture and stuff, it just, you know, you st- like anything, you just stay with it, and it just kind of opens up a lot of things for you. And, and, and you know, that's, that's kind of where my walk has been, and, and I look forward to wherever it takes me.
0: Yeah. And, Matt, I know one of the cool things that, that you guys started to do uh, somewhat as a family is you guys started to kind of huddle as a family uh, a, a while back. And
7: Yeah, we uh, – uh, we did that a few times uh it's kind of hard i'm on second shift now Corey got a job in about the last four months so uh you know there's some challenges there but uh, that's something that uh, has probably brought us closer as a family together and you know because we're like a lot of you guys we don't have a family down here you you guys are as close as things we have to a family yeah and uh that's you know your church family is pretty close yeah
0: it's been neat for me, uh, really, and, and I mean, I'm I'm, a, I'm the pastor and, and, and kind of, you know, we stepped into huddle together, I, I guess I was the default leader, and, and really, it was interesting, you know, for me to, to sit with these guys the first Sunday, and like Mar- or the first Wednesday morning we met, Mark said, I mean, he, he was just really struggling to even write anything, and now we have to go, okay, Mark, that shut up. Uh, <laughs> but he, no, but in all honesty, and, and both of these guys, really, in just the last year, seeing these guys grow and seeing them grow in their knowledge of the scripture, and seeing them grow, and and, and not only knowing what the Bible says, but beginning to apply what the Bible says in their life. And and man, these guys will be the first to tell you, and I'll be the first to tell you, none of us up here are perfect, and none of us up here are are scholars, and we're not going to be teaching a seminary class anytime soon. But but we've seen just kind of slow uh, growth over the last year. And and really, it's one of the highlights of my week to sit with these guys every single week. And hear what God's shown them through the scripture that we're reading and, and see where God's moving in their life. And, and we've been with each other for the last year and, and been through some, 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 some hard times together, and, and we've been through some great times together. And uh, it's just been a real blessing for me to, to see these guys grow, and it challenges me to grow even more. So, so as we kind of wrap up here, fellas, um, tell me if, if there's somebody in here who's, who's really going, ah, you know. I go to missional community. I come on Sunday morning. I just don't know if, if a huddle is really worth me getting involved, if it's really worth my time. What would you say to encourage somebody who's, who's interested in getting into a huddle? Or go. Uh, okay. Get just into do a it. huddle.
7: Yeah. Because like, like, it's, like we said before, it's life-changing. It's something that uh, if you're just coming on Sunday morning, maybe uh, coming to, you know, eat for missional community because that's the best thing about Amen. our missional community. Amen. It's delicious. <laughs> but uh, uh, it, it's... Just do it.
8: There you go. I was just gonna add that. Uh, other than just do it, right? Um, that no, it's okay. That was my <laughs> line, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's you got to look at it. The, the fact, you know, where you know, and this is something you, you can all individually just take with you. It's like you know, where's your walk with Jesus? You know, um, where's your obedience? You know, where's your journey? And if you can just kind of take a look at that, and then you know, just try to apply. You know, reading. You know, picking up the scripture and reading it. Uh, I can tell you, you know, I'll, I'm facing a lot of adversity in my life, and it's, it's helped me get through a lot of that. So, yeah. um, and, you know, you got to kind of ask yourself that question as well. You know, where is it going to help you? So. Yeah.
0: Cool. Well, I appreciate you guys. And, and, and those of you that are here, m- many of you are plugged into a missional community, and, and some of you are, aren't plugged into a missional community. The best place to plug in first is into a missional community. And then through your missional community, when you get to know people, when I mean, you meet people once a week, and you have dinner, and you serve on mission together. Grab one of those people or two of those people and say, "Hey, can we get together maybe once a week and and start reading the scriptures together?" Or or maybe you've got somebody at work uh, that you know. Uh, The the great thing about huddles is there's no really constraints on who you can huddle with. You're you can huddle with whoever is around you and is willing to kind of sit and read the scriptures with you. So uh, from these guys, myself, uh, Chris, and Johnson, we we encourage you guys, man. Those are the two best avenues that we can offer you as a church, as missional communities, and huddles. So so I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna pray. Uh, just over our missional communities and over our huddles right now, and uh, and, and then we're gonna we're gonna continue on and worship, God. We're just so grateful um, for the way that you've led our church over the last two years, and just so grateful for um, God, just the way we've seen you grow uh, us. And, and God, I'm thankful for for Mark and for Matt and, and and for God for everybody in our church who's in a huddle. And, and I know that this is just a small piece of the larger story of life change that's happened as we gather around your word and, and, and begin to seek you, Father, and seek out your truth and, and begin to walk in obedience, Father. So I just pray, God, now for, for every missional community in our church, uh, Father, that we would continue to glorify you through our, through our time together, through our service, through our community, God, through building relationships. Those relationships would spawn into more and more huddles where people are just getting in your word every week, God. We're looking to unify around Jesus, to unify around this community. God, and to take the gospel forth. I pray for the men and women here, God, who maybe aren't plugged in, that today, God, that you would just put this, um, just this burden on their heart to plug into community. God, that they would find it, that you would change our lives through the gospel of Jesus. We love you, and we're so grateful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Well, let me. Uh, I want to welcome you guys up to the stage. This is uh, Benjamin Maxon, and uh, we'll just call him Ben. So, uh, and William, we'll just call him Bill. I like to call him Billy. But this is Ben and Billy, and uh, two years—we're two years old uh, today. And these two guys right here were not Christians two years ago. Uh, very far away from that. In fact, uh, when I when I met Ben. Uh, so May of 2011, I think it was yeah. the pool opened at an old rice retreat and uh, me and my family were up there and, uh, this before we had launched the church and, um, and, and there's Ben and his family and Ben is sitting on the side of the pool and I, I'm sheltered. I got, I went to a Christian college, so I didn't get to experience this. Ben is double fisting the beers at the pool. <laughs> I, I've never even seen that before, but like, I mean, he, he is, he's there. And I'm just like, well, I'm pretty sure that he's not a Christian. And so, um. I, I was generous. I offered. Yeah, you did offer. I, I, so I'm a Baptist. Anyway, so uh, anyway, so that that was. When we just began this little friendship, and uh, and and began an invitation process, and uh, began to serve. And so I asked I, just, I asked you to to come along. I think to a little service project we were doing. Right?
9: Yeah, it was a service project in the in the community. Um, you know, uh, we I was going through a tough time at work, um, and. Uh, I said, yeah, I'll, I'll do this. We, you know, I got a shirt, and I was like, yeah, I'm part of a team now. <laughs> um, uh, we went out to a couple of families uh, who needed just some help, and we were out there serving. I got home, and I, my wife said, how'd it go? I said, we are, um, we are blessed. Uh, I, I was really humbled at that point. And that kind of opened up a door. And when Charlie said invitation, um, first it was an invitation just for friendship, and then it was an invitation to serve. Uh, that brought uh, trust and then humility. And then it was an invitation to come to worship. Uh, and that was brought community and then an invitation uh, to huddle, which brought about knowledge and application, which ultimately brought um, uh, a conviction of sin and... So I want you, I want you guys to
1: hear this, that that Ben, no matter where you are in your journey with, with Jesus, and you're hearing all this today, so you began... A huddle process. You began this kind of process with the church before you became a believer in Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, so that's an important part of this this history timeline, that before there was any kind of commitment to Christ, there was a commitment to I'm at least going to search this out.
9: Yeah, and it was uh, it was reassuring because I had somebody to kind of walk me through it. A, a you know a teacher uh, student disciple uh, relationship that 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 grew. And uh, through huddle, um, sat in here in worship, uh, heard the awakening series, and that just kind of like stirred in my brain. And I, I went to discover class one night, and it just everything hit, and uh, I, I got saved by Jesus Christ in discover class. <laughs> uh, it's not so, in the service. Not in service. No. It was just out of it was
1: it, out of nowhere. So if you're going to discover, get ready. I'm telling you, it might happen. <laughs> It's a good time.
9: You enjoy it. I promise you that.
1: What and so that began with you, uh, more of just a, a process of discipleship, and you know we began to continue to continue to huddle together, right? And so and then, and then after some time, uh, we began MC, we began missional communities uh, a little. So you got saved what October? Yeah, twenty eleven. We began missional communities in January of uh, a couple months later, and I remember asking Ben, now, I mean, three months after becoming a believer, asking Ben, hey, Ben, would you be willing to host a, a missional community? And he gladly said yes, yeah. which was which fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so, and, and Jenna was like, okay, sure. Uh, that's his wife. And so, uh, sure, we'll, we'll do that. And, and tell me a little bit about what that was like.
9: It was, uh, again, it was kind of nerve-wracking, but, you know, not knowing exactly how Jesus was going to lead me, I did have confidence that he would. And I also had a, a great friend to uh, help me lead through that. And um, it opened up a door to meet this guy. So That's right. So it was uh, the, the way our, our, our missional community mission was just serving new families in our community. And so I think everybody who's been here had moved, has moved into Old Rice Retreat or Cane Bay or somewhere in, in the last six months. That's, that was our target audience. And uh, Billy and his wife... Uh, we're like, yes, we want to be part of that.
1: Yeah. So we, so we, so we meet we, Billy and, and Janet. And uh, why, why in the world would you want to come as a non-believer? So oh, far away from Jesus. Now you're from Boston. I'm from Boston. Bo- from Boston, Bo- or yeah. yeah there it is. From Boston. There it is. <laughs>
10: Did you park the car today? Uh, I did park the car in the parking <laughs> lot. <laughs> I love it. We love uh, we, we came here, and like a lot of our, you know, a lot of people here, we don't have any family down here. So we wanted to get plugged into the community. That was a big thing with our decision to come here was to be part of something larger than ourselves. Uh, and when Ben uh, and, and Charlie started the mission to serve families and to get out there and be in the community, we just thought it was a great opportunity, uh, knowing that we weren't Christians um, you know, they, they welcome this into their home and into the MC to, to be a part of something larger.
1: Now, as a, I, I grew up in church, and so we, we had Bible studies and Sunday school and stuff like that all the time. And I've never experienced this. This is what happened with Billy, and, and this is just funny. Uh, so we're, we have our, our missional community, we have our meal, and, uh, and, and then we begin talking about our mission, how we're going to serve families. And that takes somewhere around 20 minutes to 30 minutes or something like that, however the discussion is going to go. And, and, and then I say, okay, we're going to pray about our mission. And so we take some, about five, five minutes to pray about the mission at hand, right? and uh, so we pray together and this is the first week we ever do this we pray together and when we all uh, raise our heads up and open, open our eyes Billy and Janet are gone
10: <laughs> Just I've never even experienced they just took off uh, we're going to use the excuse that we went to go check on our child. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that was the reason why we did that. No, tell, me, tell so, me why. But really, uh, you know, we, we came into this and we told you right away that we, we weren't Christians. We, we didn't have that belief. And um, we didn't want to give the false impression that we were something we weren't. Uh, we felt that the prayer time was something sacred, something that it was between you and God. And we didn't have that relationship with God and Jesus at the time. And we didn't want you to, to, to think that we were something we weren't. And then about five weeks later, you just stayed. <laughs> We, it's a building process. I mean, and, and that is something just we, we've learned over time, uh, you know, building a relationship with Jesus. It, it's building blocks. And we would leave mission every week and go home and talk about, uh, you know, about everything we, we did and the feelings that we had, the experiences that we were, we were experiencing. And we just started to feel a little bit more and more, um, I guess, in hindsight, look, looking back on it, we were getting closer to, to, to the Lord and we felt more comfortable to, uh, to open up and, and to pray uh, and to be part of that, that cool. whole process.
1: Now, now I know. Here's basically what happens: is you know, there's this kind of this connection between me and Ben. We're friends. We have been for a long time, and then and then what's fun is watching Ben then work with Billy. So. Maybe you can speak to that a little bit. So we,
9: uh, we, we, we had a tough time at first, I think, getting to know who Billy was outside of MC. So as,
1: as good as that Boston accent is, I,
10: I'm very he quiet. doesn't
9: actually like <laughs> to speak. So this is, this is more work so, than you hear
1: from about three years.
9: So we, we, uh, we found out that uh, through learning in Haiti, go to where people are in life. And uh, we found out Billy liked to go bowling. So there was a group of us that just started bowling on Wednesday, and we we, we went bowling, and we made up funny names for everybody. Um, I, w- ha- I had a hurt ankle, so I was old Juan. That was one-legged Juan, for those of you who are trying to figure that one out. Um, but anyway, um, we, through that process, we got to know a lot about who Billy was and finding out where he was in his walk. And, um, you know, that led to an invitation to huddle with us. Um, and uh, it was about uh, April, May time frame of this year, uh, we were going Charlie and I went back to Haiti and I gave you a, uh, a little assignment yeah.
10: um, uh, through through huddle Ben Ben knew I was was struggling with, with a lot of questions and, and uh, you know just acceptance and he uh, one morning I opened my email I knew he was in Haiti but somehow he got email in Haiti and he <laughs> sent me a, a list of suggested readings and and uh, and things to study and to pray and to, to talk about to discuss with him when he got back and uh, through those those readings it really just answered a lot of questions and uh, it the first Sunday that they were here back, we—I uh, became a Christian right here after uh, after service. Yeah, that's
1: awesome. That's good. I wish you were here for that. We we had a little good time having just a, just a moment of God just uh, raining down some spirit just right there in the corner of the room. It was fun. it was fun to watch. But and in, in for someone that might be out there, Billy, what would you tell them about your experience? Just in a nutshell,
10: I mean. It, it, like i said it, it's building blocks um you know so so don't think it's an overnight process don't think it's just going to come to you uh you're going to wake up one morning and feel feel it all there it, it takes a lot um a lot of questioning um you know open up the book ask questions get in a huddle plug in uh you know the biggest thing i think somebody at one point called it the trifecta get the service uh <laughs> join an MC like and, and join a huddle uh you know we we huddle at 6 a.m it's 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 one of the few things I can say. I get up at six o'clock in the morning, and I'm happy about. <laughs> you know, it, it's a tough thing to get up and do, but it, it is definitely worth it. Um, and just be open, uh, ask questions, plug in, find somebody who's in the same boat as you, or was in the same boat as you, and and uh, question. That's
1: awesome. Uh, these guys are gonna these guys are gonna hang around after the service. I'm sure they would love to hang out and tell more of yeah, their absolutely. story for sure. Uh, one of the uh, one of the parts that we have been going through it, over the last couple uh, weeks have been this process of how, how are we going to grow as a church and where are we at financially as a church. And uh, if you give to the church, if you give financially and you tithe, this new concept of tithing that we've been uh, teaching about, uh, when you see these guys up here telling their story about how just months ago for Billy and, and it just like, almost two years for you, uh, where it's just like, I have new life. That there that I know for certain that I am going to be with Jesus for all of eternity instead of instead of be away from him in an eternal hell I mean there that is that is what is at stake on the stage today and uh, and so these these men it 's more than just feeling good it's more than just it's more than just like let's get together and, and make each other feel encouraged they have made life changing decisions that affect their family that affect the way that they parent the way that they uh, the way, that they, um, the way that they view their wife and everything. And more than that, it has changed their eternal destiny. So when you give, when you give in the basket or whether you give online or, or whatever, when you give money, we get to have, go through the process of changing lives. Not for right now, but for all of eternity as well. And that's what this is about. That's, that's what giving is about is about making sure that we are investing into people because there are more Ben's and more Billies out there in our community, in our circle of accountability. There's tons of them. There's thousands of them that are just like them, asking questions, needing community. And our church can provide that. And so are we going to be diligent and invest? Over Two weeks ago, David introduced something called the 90-Day Tithe Challenge. And uh, something that we've been teaching on in the last couple of weeks, where we say, uh, out, of, um, out of Malachi chapter 3 in the scripture, it's, God says, test me in this, that we should bring the entire tithe to the storehouse or to the church, that we should bring the entire tithe. The tithe means a tenth. And uh, so what we are asking uh, is that we, we are going to go ahead and test God's faithfulness in this. And we're going to see if he's faithful to bring his presence into this church and into our community over the next 90 days. And so I'm challenging you, calling you out. Say, are you going to tithe as a family? Are you going to give 10% of your income to the mission of God here at Ch- uh, here at Cane Bay. Today is our commitment day. You might have been mailed a little uh, green slip that you can turn in today. I'd love for you to do that, that you can turn in in our offering baskets. Um, we didn't have tithing envelopes uh, available for you today, but if you need a tithing envelope, we can get you one. I believe they're gonna be right in the back that for you to give. And uh, But I hope that you would still give today. One of the best ways that we give, and probably over 60% of our church gives Online and it's a really good resource. And we also, if you came prepared to, if you did not come with a check or cash, if you're like me and you want to give today, you want to say, hey, I want to see more Ben's and more billies up on the stage. And when we're three years old, I want to have totally different people up here telling their story about how they got saved. And I wasn't saved in September of 2012 or 2013. Is that what year we're in? Okay, uh, in 2013. But in September of 2014, I walked through a process where I got, where I came to know Jesus. And that's what this is about. And so I challenge you to make that commitment today and to give. And, uh, and, and so uh, we're going to take up the offering. And if, if you didn't come prepared to give today through cash or check, you can give actually at our digital giving kiosk. It's right outside in the lobby. You can do that pretty easily. Uh, but I just want to throw that at you and, and, and tell you this is our time of commitment, church. And I want us to commit together, okay? And we're going to end with some songs and we're going to have a good time just, uh, just ending the service today worshiping Jesus, okay? So let's pray together. God, thank you for a chance just to, uh, to love you, uh, uh, to, to just give you glory, uh, and uh, to, to just move with you. And this idea of a, uh, this idea of a 90-day tithe challenge, Father, I pray that I know that it's very difficult, and there's some fear associated with it. Uh, there's some fear associated with uh, giving to a church. Um, people might have been burned by a church somehow, and they think that the church is all about money. But at the Church of King Bay, we are all about Jesus, and we want to see His name and His renown spread across this community and across our across our city, certainly across this world. And it can start right here with one life and so God I pray that you would allow us to commit together today and uh, as we worship I pray that you would hear us and I pray if there's somebody that came here and just heard the stories today and said you know what I don't even have that I don't have what they're talking about I pray that you give them the courage to speak up um, that you give them the boldness to do that we just love you very much Father we worship you now in your name we pray Amen